0: Hey everyone, you are listening to the Above the Tree Line Podcast, where we take difficult questions about Christianity, faith, and culture and answer them through the lens of Scripture. You can listen on your preferred podcast platform or watch online at youtube.com slash Austin Christian Fellowship. If you'd like to submit a question for us to address, you can do so at acfellowship.org slash podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Above the Tree Line. I am your host, Pastor Lauren Thurston, and today I am here with a very dear friend of mine and mentor and the worship pastor at Austin Christian Fellowship, Mr. John David Vasquez. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's an I honor. have heard you teach on worship a number of times over the years, and you are just such you have a wealth of knowledge about this subject. Mm. And I am excited for you to impart this to our listeners because I feel like generally speaking, people that go to church know, you know, worship is the thing that happens at the beginning of church. Um, most people refer to worship as music specifically. Mm. Right. Um, and I would just like to start off this conversation by having you tell our listeners, what really is worship? Is it the first three to four songs of a church service or is it something else altogether?
1: Well, uh, man, it's a it's a big question to try to answer in such a short amount of time. You know, traditionally the way that we experience worship is much like what you just shared. we uh, associate it with, a segment of music prior to receiving uh, God's word through uh, a pastor, preacher, minister. Um, I love what a worship leader named Matt Redman wrote in his book called "Face Down." Um, he says, "When it comes to worship, the throne sets the tone."
0: Hmm. Meaning
1: okay. we have we can we have culturally, uh, many. Expressions of worship, and we can define it a lot of different ways. But I think it's important that if we're going to define something as important as worship, that we we go to the Word, mm-hmm. and and rather than our tradition or our religion, our comfort level, um, or our own perspective of what worship is, is we allow the Lord to define mm-hmm. what it is um, and why I like that statement uh, the throne sets the tone is because we we one of the best examples of worship we have I believe can be found in uh, the book of Revelation chapter 4 okay right um, and
0: well, why it, don't you unpack that? Sure. What What do you What What does the fourth chapter of Revelation say specifically about worship?
1: Right. So uh, it's probably less about what it says as much as, or probably more about what it's describing what's going on mm-hmm. in the throne room of God in heaven. You know, Jesus tells uh, his disciples and us. Um, years later through the reading of the word, um, to pray this way, um, our mm-hmm. Father, who art in heaven,
0: mm-hmm.
1: your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. okay right? So there's this command by Jesus that our our reality be congruent with God's mm. reality.
0: So basically having earth mirror what's already happening in heaven. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
1: So um, so when it comes to worship, my thought is, okay, well, what are they doing up mm-hmm. there that Jesus is telling me to do down here? Mm-hmm. And when you go to Revelation chapter 4, uh, this is an account by... Um, john Mm -hmm. uh where he's taken up in a vision and he's seeing what's going on around the throne of god and one of the things that he describes are these four beings that have different faces i think one of an eagle one of Mm -hmm. an ox one of a man and one of uh, a lion and it says that these beings have six wings and that they're covered with eyes on the outside and inside and it's very peculiar (laughs) imagery (laughs) but it's you know the 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 imagery right is that these beings with their wings being able to have um an unobstructed vantage point to gaze upon god Mm -hmm. um and so with all of their faces and eyes they're constantly gazing upon the beauty of jesus Mm -hmm. and their response to what they're beholding Mm -hmm. is this statement holy holy Mm -hmm. holy is the lord god almighty Mm -hmm. who was who is and is to come so they're, in essence, they're worshiping mm-hmm. day and night, night and day, because they're constantly being fascinated mm-hmm. by what they're looking at.
0: Do we think that that was, is your interpretation that when they say, holy, 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 is that a song or is it just a declaration? Is it something, is mm. it, it, what What point does music come into the picture?
1: Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, I... Well, I don't believe, from what I remember reading about it, that it's a song, per se. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I do believe it is, in essence, a declaration, Mm -hmm. right? They're they're making this, they're responding uh, in this declaration of worship um, from being overwhelmed by what they're beholding. Uh, I... I think you could probably make a case that it it, it is a song.
0: Well, I mean, uh, why do we bring music into it? What's the significance of music in the practice of worshiping God?
1: Yeah, um, I think that's good—a uh, question to explore. But if I could, let me mm-hmm. kind of wrap a bow on yeah. your first question, which is, um, you know, what is worship? So, if if heaven. If, if all of heaven is responding uh, to God based you know they, they have a response based on what they're beholding these these living creatures and then you also have the 24 elders who uh, in response to what they're seeing are casting down their crowns they're making these these worshipful statements mm-hmm. as well and it says this is happening in heaven right now And so heaven is full of worship right? Right, it's full of people seeing God as He truly is, which then invokes a response. Mm -hmm. Uh, That response is worship. So heaven's full of worship. Um, So the throne sets the tone. Right, Uh, it's it's gazing upon God, and Jesus. I believe part of what He's commanding us as believers to to do is on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Right, so that. That gazing upon God and, and being in a state of of worship is part of our uh, expression that should be mirrored mm-hmm. here on the earth. And, and I think there's a, another principle too that's important, which is the the law of first mention. I think maybe Will has talked about this mm-hmm. in the past, you know, that a lot of times when the Bible mentions something for the first time, that that should give us. Um, a framework for how it should be understood, right? Uh, ongoingly, mm-hmm. so the first time we see the word worship, the word the word that we translate into our English word worship, is found in I believe Genesis chapter twenty-two, and that Hebrew word is called shakah, and th- this is in the the account of Abraham bringing mo- or bringing Isaac uh, up the mountain to be sacrificed mm. to God. Uh, Abraham says to his servant, you stay here, me and the boy are going up mm-hmm. to shakah or to worship God. And so what's interesting, Lauren, is that the first time we see this word that we translate into worship, it actually has nothing to do with right, music. it doesn't. It has everything to do with being obedient mm-hmm. in respo- responding mm-hmm. in obedience to the command of of god right and so i believe perhaps one of the ways one of the primary ways that we should understand and define worship is that it is a response right right we see that in the declaration that's being made in revelation Mm -hmm. chapter four we see that in the obedience that's Mm -hmm. being carried out to the command of god yeah uh uh, in in the life of Abraham,
0: I do love that the two references you just made are the first book of the Bible and the last book of the Bible. It's like the whole thing is, it's worship is the common theme that runs throughout, mm. beginning to end. Yeah. So yeah, t- I mean, talk to us about like we know David. Yep. David played music. Mm-hmm. He wrote songs to the Lord. What role does music play in worship?
1: Um. I love. I think music plays an important role because um, it's it's something I think we can all get behind. Mm -hmm. It's rare that you're gonna find someone that says they don't like music.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Every culture Mm -hmm. has music. Um, Every generation has Mm -hmm. their expression of music. You know their style of music. Yeah. Um, it's a it's, it's universal. It's universal, yeah. And right, and, and I and it think, can
0: evoke emotion. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of emotion ta- attached to this expression.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um, many years ago when I was taking guitar lessons, and by the way, I gave up on that because it was too difficult. But the guy that I was taking lessons from was every time he would like pluck a string on the guitar, he'd be like, you hear that G? Mm. Like God, the creator, made that that sound, that to be pleasing to our ears, like to have those notes go together to be pleasing. And he was just really passionate about how the creator created music. And I never actually really thought about it that way, like how certain notes are pleasing to the ear because God designed them mm. to go together well. So that just... Put me in, and then I quit guitar, so I I didn't do any more of that. This
1: is maybe like at some point we can do a, a follow up or a part two and really nerd out about yeah. like science <laughs> yeah. uh, and art because and this is just like a little tangent. Yes, but in in some ways music is the harnessing of math and science hmm. because you're taking. A sound, a wave, right? like a light wave. You're taking a sound sound wave wave Mm -hmm. and you're putting it in a rhythmic or mathematical pattern to in combination with so many other rhythms and and frequencies to create an artistic Mm -hmm. expression. Mm
0: -hmm. No, that's good. I like that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting. That
1: music, music in a lot of ways is science and math.
0: Right. So there, there's two things that I which definitely, God created right? absolutely he created absolutely. when he spoke
1: he, there's a reverberation mm-hmm. a sound wave that was released that is mm-hmm. uh, you know I believe still echoing through eternity yeah, absolutely you know
0: I like thinking of it that way so there's a couple of things that I really want us to touch on um one is why why is the worship part of the service why is that important for the church mmm because we have teaching, I mean, I feel like most churches have like the worship and music, and then you have your teaching, and then your response time. What is so important about that first
1: part? I, the I believe worship is important for the church, um, because it's what we give to God. Hmm. Where the message is. Through the pastor, right. through the teacher, is what God gives to us. And so, when we gather, worship's important because we're saying this: this is set apart. Mm-hmm. This is this moment of time. This expression, uh, collectively, is for you, God.
0: Mm-hmm. Like an and
1: offering. It's a yeah. I'm 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 joining. With my brothers and sisters, in bringing you an offering, Mm -hmm. bringing you an offering to say this moment is about you, not about me, Mm -hmm. and that—that's why it's important. Yeah, is because it's communicating that this isn't a one-sided relationship Mm -hmm. where I just come to church to get something. Actually, come to church to give something. You know, I love Psalm 100. Um, It's it's one of the most powerful and potent psalms we have. Um, And if I could try to uh, articulate it clearly from memory, but it says, uh, first of all, it says, "Make a joyful noise to the Mm -hmm. Lord, all the earth." Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay, what planet do you live on?
0: Earth.
1: Okay, so unless you're a Martian, you're Mm -hmm. not exempt. Mm -hmm. You know, so you live on Earth, so you're invited uh, through this psalm to make a joyful noise. It doesn't say make a good noise. Right. So you don't have to worry. I (laughs) was thinking
0: about that because some people say, well, I don't have a good voice or I don't know how to play an instrument.
1: It says make a joyful noise. Mm -hmm. Make make a sound Mm -hmm. that's congruent with your heart posture of gratitude.
0: What if you were not in a joyful place? Like I've heard some people say, like, I just can't worship right now. Like my life is falling apart. I think you
1: have to be sincere and honest in your worship. Um, but I know that oftentimes we have to, it's not a fake it till you make it, but it is commanding your flesh to submit to your spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and s- declaring that God is good, even if your circumstances yeah. at the moment aren't good. Yeah. Yeah. And he's s- still deserving. And
1: so, and so to, f- to finish out Psalm 100, right, it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. It says, come into his presence with singing. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're asking why is the why is worship important to the church and in its position within our services? Well, again, it's something we bring to God, mm-hmm. um, not something you know. Church isn't just the place where we go to get something from God, but it's something we. It's a place we come to to offer something mm-hmm. to God. And what I love about that Psalm is it says, "Come into His presence with right. singing," like don't wait. Until the third or fourth song, right. or after you've had your coffee and donut, right. uh, you know, or, or until they play your favorite song. Yes. It says, come into his presence with singing. Come in to the house of God with a song in your heart, with an mm-hmm. offering to bring.
0: So you just touched on something that I want to address. So some people will intentionally show up late to church sometimes because they just don't like worship music. They're like, it's Mm. not my style. I don't like worship music. What would you say to those people?
1: Um, I would say I I get it. Um, We all have preferences. We all have, um, you know, expressions that we're more accustomed to and that we vibe with Mm -hmm. um you know maybe maybe they just don't like the style of music we use to express our worship um i i i would maybe if i had the opportunity to sit down with someone who says i i don't like this element of the service i would i would maybe invite them to perhaps consider well can you at least agree with the sentiment that's being declared Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't like the drums. Maybe you don't like the guitar. Maybe you don't like the style Mm -hmm. um, of music that's being presented. But can you agree with what's being declared about who God is? Right. Because uh, and then and then maybe check your preference at the door. Right and say, I agree with what mm-hmm. they're saying. God, you are good. Mm-hmm. You are faithful. And it may be coming in an audible package that is not my preference, but I agree mm-hmm. with the heart behind what's being declared.
0: Yeah, and the key word there being my preference. Like, at the end of the day, it's not about you. Like Again, you said, yeah. It's, it's about God. So there are um, there's a lot of different styles of worship, depending on the church that you go to. I do want to touch on something that I feel like is not divisive, but it is people have different styles and how they respond to worship. Some people close their eyes. Some people raise their hands. Some people fall to their knees. Some people dance. And that may, for the more conservative crowd, they see that as distracting and it takes them out of that moment of worship. Do you think that everybody, regardless of the environment, should worship worship? Like freely, whether that means kneeling, raising hands, dancing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another challenging thing I think to navigate, because um, there's a part of me that wants to say something along the lines, "Well, when you're my God, I'll worship the way you want me to," mm-hmm. and but you're not my God. Hmm. And so I'm sorry it's making you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but yep. I'm going to worship God the way that...
0: The way he's calling me. The
1: way that he's calling me to mm-hmm. worship. And then, but that brings up a question. Well, what is, is is what he's calling mm-hmm. you to do really him or not? Right. Um And I get not wanting to be a distraction. Um We don't... Because that's part of what the enemy's assignment is.
0: Right.
1: And particularly in worship, I've seen it, mm-hmm. uh, is because the goal in in part as a worship leader, um, the way that I interpret that that title, it's two different words. worship, which is mm-hmm. to behold and respond, and leader, which is to influence, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to influence the people in the room to gaze upon God to elicit their genuine response Mm -hmm. of adoration and affection to Mm -hmm. Him. Um, And so what the enemy will try to do from time to time is to get our... if, If putting our eyes on Jesus elicits a response which we call worship which he mm-hmm. dwells in according to psalm 22 3 and thrones mm-hmm. himself on. he draws near to uh then it's it's makes sense that the goal of the enemy would be get you to not look at
0: mm-hmm.
1: jesus but to look at him
0: mm-hmm.
1: to distract you and and pull your your eye away
0: right
1: right um And so I get that we don't want to be a distraction. However, uh, I think we need to challenge perhaps what we perceive to be a distraction that is based out of a discomfort Mm -hmm. versus a distraction that's elicited by the enemy. Yeah. Okay. So the way that I maybe will try to unpackage that is, what permissions do the Bible does the Bible grant for how we can express our worship to God, mm-hmm. um, and this will kind of tie into a teaching that I've done um, before called the the seven ways to praise or the seven hebrew words for, for praise worship, yeah not for worship for praise. for praise okay yeah praise is an expression of worship yes um uh and so the the seven hebrew words there are seven hebrew words that we translate into our english word praise in the mm-hmm. bible and those seven hebrew words um, have different meanings mm-hmm. and different expressions. And they're found primarily in the Psalms, mm-hmm. uh, and they're expressed as a form of worship or as an act of worship. So um, just like I said in the beginning, how worship, when it comes to worship, the throne sets the tone. Well, when it comes to expression of worship, again, the Bible has to be the the, the anchor Mm-hmm. That we're tethered to to yeah. validify the expressions that we have, and so if so, for instance, uh, the Bible is very clear that lifting your hands mm-hmm. is an acceptable form of praise to God. Mm-hmm. That shouting is an yes. acceptable form of praise to God. That bowing in reverence is an acceptable form of praise to God. To Spin around and dance, mm-hmm. and to appear foolish, perhaps in your own eyes, is an acceptable form of praise and worship to God. Mm. So, if those things that God has said, this is this is how I have defined what praise is, or this is how I define praise, and these are the thing, these expressions I deem acceptable, if they cause You to be uncomfortable, well, then I think you Mm -hmm. have to maybe. The the problem is maybe not horizontal, right? That perhaps the the issue is vertical, right? Is that, well, I'm uncomfortable with that expression. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Well, okay. Why?
0: Right.
1: Why are you uncomfortable with something God has said is okay?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And should you conform or should God conform?
0: Hmm, that's good. I wish we had more time to unpack those seven words because you mentioned, I believe, four of the English translations, yeah. dancing, shouting, bowing, and raising of hands. Yeah, um, we
1: can, I can share the, the rest just as a nugget. And if yeah. anyone wants to research uh, singing, mm-hmm. but not just the act of singing, it's a special kind of singing uh, called tahila or tahila. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the act or the art of singing, but it's really releasing the I, what I would call the the your heart song, mm. yeah. um, which is just genu- You're just your genuine, authentic love song to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also uh, playing on an instrument mm-hmm. is, a, is an acceptable form of praise to God. Yeah. Um, was that all seven? That's six. That's six. I'm trying to think of the seventh one. Oh, Thanksgiving.
0: Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah.
1: Gratitude. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. The Lord actually kept me up all night last night, uh, unpacking something I believe that's going to be powerful to share at a future point about uh, the nature of Thanksgiving.
0: Awesome. I yeah. love that. I love when He wakes you up. Yeah. Gives you divine kind of revelation. Oh,
1: yeah. It was hard to go back to sleep. You know, <laughs> you just, you're just, what else do you have to say, God? Right. What else do you say? I don't want to miss it. Let me write yeah. this down because that, That felt like it was, uh, it was revelatory, so.
0: Well, let me affirm you. Um, you are such an amazing worship pastor thank for you. ACF. Um, you have incredible influence in the city of Austin. You're an extremely gifted mu- uh, musician, very gifted pastor, um, and I know that you have so much more than what we've just covered to share, so maybe we can get you back <laughs> yeah. on another episode so we can unpack some of this more, but um, thank you so much for joining us, yeah, John David, and sharing your, your just wealth of knowledge with us, and I I want to thank you guys for joining us um it was a pleasure to have john david here today and we just want you guys to keep your questions coming you can submit them at acfellowship.org slash podcast and we will be eager to answer the questions you have about christianity culture and faith we will see you guys next week